0: Hello, welcome to the dark songbird. (coughs) This story is from Lauren and will be told in the first person. Working at one of the largest social media companies in the Bay area means that long days and late nights are inevitable. One night, approximately two years ago, I was coming home from work at around 11 PM. I take the Bay area rapid transit or BART for about 15 stops. My destination is in Oakland near the end of the line. There aren't many people on the BART at that time of night, but nonetheless, I try to ride in the cars with the least amount of people in them. I listen to podcasts or music on my ride home. It helps me relax. That said, on this night, I pick the chair furthest away from the only two other people in the car that night, put my headphones on, and zone out. First song, Bob Dylan, So Far So Good. Until I see out of the corner of my eye the silhouette of a man approaching me, ugh. He sits down right next to me. He is fairly built, has dark slicked back hair and is wearing sunglasses. Really, at night? Who does that? He has on a black shirt and a black leather jacket and a sickening smile. He doesn't talk to me, but he stares at my phone like a creeper. I browse through my music and pretend like I'm unaffected, but even with headphones on, I can hear him breathing heavily. Was he getting turned on? I don't know, but I could tell he was feeling something very strong, and it made me extremely uneasy. I had to change my seat. Casually, I get up, walk to the other side of the car, and sit down in a new chair. Thinking that my encounter with this creep is over, I lose myself to my headset again. Only eight stops to go, I thought. A couple of songs go by, and I can't believe it but the guy comes over and sits down next to me again. He seems bigger than I had previously thought. I can smell his leather coat, along with something else I can't quite put my finger on. Self-defense training has taught me to look a potential assailant in the eyes. So I do, thinking he will turn away, but his dead eyes are just staring straight back at me. He looks at my phone, looks back into my eyes, and begins to smile. I panic. There are still three stops to go. I have nowhere to hide. I look around for the other two passengers, but they have already gotten off. It's only me and him. I realize I am all alone. I become frozen with fear. I'm desperately hoping the creeper won't notice the ocean of fear welling up inside of me. My gut feeling is that he does. I stand up walk over to the door, and just decide to stand until the next stop, which isn't even mine. This way he won't sit next to me, right? Wrong. He comes straight after me, sits on the chair right next to the door. He looks right into my soul with his black dead eyes and says, Hi, gorgeous. Why are you avoiding me? I'm freaking out as I look down at my phone to try and call my boyfriend. The man stops me by saying, No one can help you now. You can try to tell me that you've already called the cops, but I know you didn't. At that moment, I realize that I'm cornered. He had been focusing on my phone to see who I was talking to, trying to figure out if I panic, trying to see if I would ask someone for help. He cornered me bad. At least I had luck. The train began to slow down for the next stop. Which was still two stops away from where I needed to get off, but screw it, I'll catch an Uber or walk the rest of the way home. The train stops, the doors open, and I sprint away from the train, down the platform, across the neighboring street. I look back and I don't see him. I try calling my boyfriend, but he doesn't answer. I leave a message. As I put my phone back in my purse, I realize that I had pepper spray with me all along. My heartbeat slows back to normal, as I know at least I have something to defend myself with, but still a long way to get home, and who knows if he was alone or not. I want to put some distance between myself and the BART station before calling an Uber, so I walk rather quickly for maybe five minutes when all of a sudden I feel a hand grab my wrist. It's him. He pulls me to the ground and places another hand over my mouth, disabling me from screaming my lungs out. He was furious. He said, running from me How dare you run from me? You should be honored that I give you attention. At this point, time slows down, and I go through a mental checklist. He is on top of me. My phone is in my bag. I can't call the police. I can't reach the pepper spray. I can't punch him in the crotch. I can't scratch him, as I don't have long nails. His hand is still on my mouth. What do I do? I did the most desperate and disgusting thing I could think of. I played along. I touched the inside of his thigh and mumbled, I'm sorry I was a bad girl. While his hand was still on my mouth, he took his hand off my mouth and I repeated myself. And I added that I liked being dominated. To my disbelief, he let his guard down. I asked if he wanted to escort me home so we could get properly acquainted. He agreed and let me up. I told him I wanted to get his number, so I was going to reach into my purse because I wanted this to become a regular thing. He agreed. I reached my hand into my purse and felt the pepper spray. (laughs) Lucky again, I thought, as I sprayed it all over his face. I made sure to get it in both eyes, his nose, his mouth, even his ears, all over his hands. He was instantly neutralized. When the police arrived five minutes later, he was still coughing, suffocating, and blind. His face was swollen like a big red pumpkin, and he was swearing and vomiting between gasps of breath. He was arrested, and the police told me they had been looking for him for over a week. They discovered the body of a 24-year-old woman who resembled my appearance murdered in his apartment. The woman was his alleged girlfriend, and the police had been staking out his apartment since, but he's never gone back. Police say he targeted me based on similarities, and my quick wit kept me alive. Needless to say, I don't ride in the empty cars anymore.